the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So today on Fox, something uh, was said by a guy I typically think is uh, pretty down the middle, pretty straight shooter, John Roberts. He is uh, the anchor, typically at 1 o'clock with Sandra Smith. I don't know what they call it. Um, Not America's Newsroom. That's Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. But during the debate on Wednesday night, there were no questions in a two-hour debate. No questions about the furor that has engulfed how many states around the country? Pretty much every state. I mean, I can't imagine there's not a state where this has not become an issue of the proliferation of transgender ideology. Because the LGBTQ lobby has won, won many, 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 many victories over the years. And there's a ton of money in that movement. They exert a great deal of pressure. Did you ever think you'd see the day where swimsuits for kids, for boys, would be marketed as a swimsuit for girls with an area to tuck the boy's genitalia away so we can masquerade as a girl. I never thought I'd see that day as it concerns little boys, but we saw it just this past June with Target. Did you ever think you'd see the day when a major American brewery, an iconic company like Budweiser, would think that it was a really, really, really good idea to employ a man masquerading as a woman as an influencer for a brand that had always been about rugged, rough-and-tumble, authentic American values. I know. Let's get a transgender woman, a fake woman, a man, a gay man, to make a ridiculously vapid video about how much they love Bud Light. And Bud Light's value has tanked, and I don't think that brand will ever come back unless they resell it to the people in the Bush family who started Budweiser and who will do what InBev, the owners of Budweiser, have not done to this point, which is the only way to fix that own goal, which would be to say, we're sorry, we screwed up, We'll never do it again. No, the movement, the LGBTQ umbrella continues to expand. It continues to add new letters because it is a great way for people to get rich. And it is devious and insidious and awful that the people cashing in on that movement do not care at all about the kids whose lives they are ruining All they care about is the cash grab and the personal power that they obtain through furthering this ideology. And it's a powerful ideology. It has to be a powerful ideology because Fox did not ask a single question about where the candidates on the Republican side of the ticket stand on transgender surgeries, on giving hormone blockers to kids. 
Do you think the typical Republican voter might be slightly interested to know that Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas, vetoed a measure that would have outlawed giving puberty blockers to kids in Arkansas? Asa Hutchinson vetoed that because he's an idiot. It would have been a way, if for no other reason than for Fox to expose Asa Hutchinson for the fraud that he is and drive his poll numbers down so low that he wouldn't be sticking around when they hold another debate in a month. But no, Fox didn't ask the question. And the reason Fox didn't ask the question is because Fox adheres to the transgender lie. If you don't believe me, listen to John Roberts this morning talking about an NFL ad from Bud Light that will proliferate on your television this fall, trying to rebuild their reputation with you as a sports fan. John Roberts commenting, the ad is just played, and here's John Roberts coming out talking about Dylan Mulvaney. Note the pronouns. Easy to Sunday is the theme yeah. when you add, uh, you know, when you're tailgating or whatever, grab a Bud Light. You know, Dylan Mulvaney took, well, at least he, he, she didn't, but that whole thing took $16 billion of value. He said he... And then he caught himself and he realized, uh-oh, I'm going to be in a jackpot with HR if I refer to a man who fraudulently believes and portrays themselves as a woman. I'm going to be in a jackpot with HR, so I'm going to refer to Dylan Mulvaney, a man, as a she. This is why Brett Baer and Martha McCallum didn't ask the question. They didn't wing it the other night. If you watched any of Martha McCallum's show or Brett Baer's show in the weeks leading up, they talked about, oh, we're meeting and we're we're brainstorming and we're coming up with questions and we got, oh, we got questions about Oliver Anthony's song and we got questions about the economy and Ukraine and abortion. We even have a question about aliens and whether they believe aliens are real or imagined. But we don't have a question about whether boys who imagine themselves as girls, whether that would be allowed if you're president of the United States. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is the fight. If we lose the presidency, do you think the Democrats will go, whew, what a relief, man. We better dial back some of our radicalism. We're lucky Trump won. We're fortunate we were able to hang on to the presidency. Or do you think they will view Joe Biden winning or Gavin Newsom winning or Kamala Harris winning or whoever they have running winning? Do you think they'll view that as, see, Americans love us. They love our policies. The extreme mega wackos are off kilter. America showed us which way they want to go. And they want to go more radical because that is what Democrats always do when they win an election is to go even further left than they tell you they're going to go. You are unhinged and out of touch with any sort of reality, if you think they will not go further left, if you think they will not misread an election victory in 2024 for the office of the presidency as a mandate to impose upon every state in the union what they're already trying to do with an expansion of Title IX, which if you know what Title IX is, it's a law put into effect 50 years ago. We're celebrating it's golden anniversary. What better way to celebrate the golden anniversary of Title IX, which opened new vistas for girls and women to play sports, which put them on as equal footing 
as they've ever had until about five minutes ago when men started to contend they were women and started to dominate whenever they were allowed to masquerade, whether it is a is as a competitive cyclist or an MMA fighter or a weightlifter or a swimmer or a track and field runner at high school Olympics in the pro ranks, it turns out that all the best women are men. Ridiculous. And not a single question was asked about it. And none of the candidates forced a question about it. A great response when they asked for, "Eh, can we have a show of hands? We're back in elementary school. Can we have a show of hands? Who believes climate change is real? If somebody would have stepped up and said, what are we talking about this nonsense for? Why don't we talk about something that really concerns the parents of America, that really matters to the children of America, the future of America, and let's talk about and find out where each candidate stands on protecting kids and enacting laws that would not allow doctors to prescribe life-altering medications to kids too young to make that decision. You're not deemed to have enough cognitive reason to determine on your own whether you can get a tattoo, but at the same exact age, you can say, yeah, I want hormones that will end my ability to function sexually as I was born to function. There is no chance that this agenda will not be advanced if a Democrat is elected president. They will take it as a directive to do what happened this morning in Maryland, where parents were told, parents, this will be the other thing, once they can get this going and rolling, parents' rights in education will become a thing of the past. You will have to privately educate your kid. And then when you come up with that solution, what do you think they're going to do next? What do you think they're going to do next? They're going to outlaw homeschooling or try. All right, let's uh, go to the phones. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Kevin in Columbus has a thought. Kevin, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, how are you? Hey, you know, we all know that ESPN really controls sports in America because that's where the money is. What do you think is going to happen when these trans athletes get on the women's team and, you know, the women stop watching the sport because it's totally destroyed it for them, and the men don't watch the sport because it's not women playing the sport. Tell me what's going to happen there. Well, I uh, don't think that the women's sports, first of all, are a ratings bonanza for ESPN. The only women's sport that pulls any ratings at all is the U.S. women's national team. And I will firmly go to my grave saying that people like Megan Rapino uh, have turned away people from women's sports. And this is, I mean, I view this as kind of like a pendulum. And it's a pendulum that has swung way too far to one side, Kevin. And it will inevitably, I think, swing back. Because as you point out, money eventually rules all these matters. But ESPN is firmly entrenched in this. And they, I mean, look, if you are of any age at all, 35 years old, whatever, you remember what ESPN, when ESPN was at its height, uh, as a young man, I had ESPN on in my house all the time. I don't think young men do that anymore. I don't think ESPN is nearly as relevant as it used to be. And it's 
immersion into politics and specifically into woke liberal politics and crazed liberal positions, I think has accounted for its demise. And so, you know, the phrase tigers will eat their young, that to me personifies what has gone on over the course of years at ESPN. Yep. Yep. Thank, th- Mark, th- uh, do I have another second there? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I raised two girls uh, in Columbus playing sports, and I can tell you that, you know, we followed the women's team and several women, women's soccer teams around. And if there was men or trans athletes on that team, we wouldn't have been interested. So I, I think the pendulum is going to swing, as you say. And I think the more the money comes into play with it, I think the more we're going to see some sanity. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the call. I, and I've issued this caution before uh, to the Ohio High School Athletic Association. They have a, a trans-friendly policy. And the governor, Mike DeWine, and the head of the OHSAA, Doug Ute, have both dismissed this as an issue that requires their attention by saying, well, there's only a few and it's not really a problem, so we don't really need to address it. This issue is an issue that is too late to address once it becomes a problem. The whole Will Thomas thing at the University of Pennsylvania, allowing him to join the women's team and then trying to, well, how are we going to manage this? Well, they didn't try to manage it. They embraced it because it was the Ivy League and ESPN embraced it. But on the high school level, I can flat out tell you from my years covering high school sports, and I still do, I'll be at a high school football game tonight. This will never be accepted at most schools in the state of Ohio. And if the OHSAA persists in playing footsie with the transgender LGBTQ ideology, then they will bring about the existence of a competing organization that will put them out of business. It absolutely will put them out of business. And if Ohio State University as part of the Big Ten Conference, decides that it wants to allow biological men to play women's basketball and other women's sports, it will cut the heart out of the interest in women's sports at Ohio State. It just will. That is a fact. And you know why that is a fact? Because God has planted his law in every human heart. People know what is real. They know what is fake. They know what is genuine. They know what is fair. And they know what is wrong. They know what is wrong. And as I was reading my Bible this morning, I'm um, in the midst of reading through the book of Psalms this month. If you read five Psalms a day, there's 150 Psalms, 30-day month, you'll read through the book of Psalms in a month. And uh, this morning I was reading Psalm 119. Yes, I'm a little bit behind my schedule, but Psalm 119 is the longest book in the Bible. And Psalm 119 is a literary masterpiece because it's broken into sections and each section begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Imagine if it was the American alphabet, you'd have a section that begins with A, B, C, D, all the way through the American alphabet. Well, this is through, um, I assume it's the Hebrew alphabet. But the theme of Psalm 119 all the way through is how awesome it is to live in accord with God's law, in accords with God's law. And God's law is the Ten Commandments. And as I read through Psalm 119, I have much of it underlined, 
But there are a couple verses that jumped out at me today. And the whole theme of Psalm 119, as I said, is how much peace and comfort there is when you live in adherence to God's law. A lot of people view God's law as, oh, it's restrictive. Oh, it's a bunch of do's and don'ts. And it's curtailing my freedom. It's removing my enjoyment from life. No, if you are living in accord with it, you understand how much freedom there is in knowing exactly where the lines are and not to go beyond those lines. And why? Because God's trying to ruin your fun, because he's trying to outline a way for you to live your life where you can experience maximum joy because you are in harmony with him and the way he has designed for you to live. And God's love for you can never be questioned because he gave his son's life on the cross to redeem you. Otherwise, you could never be viewed by God as worthy of spending eternity with him. But through the sacrifice that Christ offered on your behalf, dying on the cross for your sins and mine, and then rising to new life, it allows you to have a new life as redeemed. But a couple of verses stood out at me from Psalm 119, verse 151 and 152. You are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Every time I hear somebody say, ah, you know, the Bible's old, it's ancient, doesn't apply to my life today. As if something could happen, something could develop, something could change from the way God ordered the universe, as if he's God, but I ah, didn't see this coming. He didn't see this coming. Yeah, he's, he's old fuddy-duddy. Didn't see it coming. Come on. And then another verse, 165. Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Yeah, there are political uh, battles that we have lost. There will be more political battles that we will lose. There are evil agendas out there that have momentum that seem to be gaining, like this ruling out of Maryland this morning where parents now are told, no, you can't opt your kid out of woke, crazy, sexual, and gender ideology in schools. That feels like a loss because it is a loss. But we are mistaken if we lose sight of the fact that the ultimate battle has already been won and the final outcome has already been determined. Our perspective has to be that we are to continue to fight, even if we lose, because in the fight, the way we conduct ourselves is incumbent upon us to bring glory to God by doing it. Adopt the attitude of David, who with all the other Israelite warriors around him, cowering in fear of Goliath because he's so big, David was brave because he said, he's so big, how can I miss? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.